Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to share my entrepreneurial journey with everybody. And I thought what better way to do that to share the entrepreneurial journey of other entrepreneurs. And today I have Cam. He is from Denville, Colorado. He is uh, he has grown multiple six-figure companies and he's currently uh, his current company, Leverage by LVRG, he will explain to us what that is. Uh, he is currently doing uh, growing it to seven figures, which is pretty impressive. Hi there. My name is Joy Nicholson. I'm an entrepreneur, digital marketer, coach, and mentor. I've been diving in deep for the last year to discover what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Not just the fluff that you see on the outside when you see people that are already successful, but what it takes behind the scenes to become successful. What I discovered was mind-blowing. Millionaires think differently. They have unique habits, focus, discipline, and so much more. Follow along in this podcast where I'll be sharing my journey, the journey of other entrepreneurs, what makes them successful, but most importantly, what can make you successful. Hi, Cam. How are you doing? Hi, doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for agreeing. I hope I did that justice. Can you just explain to the audience what exactly your companies are doing? And then we'll dive in a little bit into the other things in a, in a minute. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't have the first company anymore. Um, that one was dissolved about a year ago. Okay. My current company, Leverage, uh, we're a group purchasing organization. So essentially what we do is we go to uh, large companies like Zoom, ActiveCampaign, um, Kajabi, Thinkific, Unbounce, all like a bunch of software companies that entrepreneurs use in their business. Mm -hmm. And we go with the intention to lower the activation costs for our customers and increase the sale of increases sales of the companies that we're negotiating with. So we have a membership. It's $97 a year that um, our community of entrepreneurs pay for in order to get access to our catalog of discounted deals. So um, on top of that, we have a larger mission to feed a billion people. So every time someone purchases our membership, we donate a percentage to our partner nonprofit feed a billion. So we're doing a lot of cool stuff, serving a lot of cool people and uh, yeah, having fun. I absolutely love the fact that you're feeding people. Um, that is, that is, you know, we need more people like that out there. And that is, that is just such an, you know, inspiration. How did that come about? How did you decide to do that? Yeah, well, we're big believers. I say we, my business partner, Sylvania and I, he's the one who originally founded the company and then he brought me on as a partner um, a, a couple months later. Mm -hmm. He, his intention for creating this, uh, aspect of our company was, you know, built from the idea that you can profit and give back at the same time. So he has a cool story about, you know, his experience with, um, you know, seeking food, seeking uh, a nice meal and going without one and how that impacts you as a human, right? If you can reflect back to the last time that you went, you know, a few longers, a few hours longer than usual without a meal, it probably impacted your productivity. It impacted uh, your energy. It impacted the way that you deliver and show up in the world. And there's just so many people who live through that every single day, uh, hour by hour, minute by minute. And um, it's, you know, it means a lot to us to, you know, if we're going to serve entrepreneurs, we also want to be able to um, provide meals around the world so that, you know, if those people want to do something great with their life, they don't have to, to seek for food in order to um, do that. So, Wow. That is so amazing. That is like, I almost feel like tearing up a little bit here. That is like such an amazing cause. 
Um, yeah. Thank you for you guys to actually have that initiative and we'll definitely drop the link on the bottom of that because I think definitely to support you guys just for that purely, even if you don't use your products, <laughs> but purely for the support on that is, you know, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So talking, okay, you, you look pretty young. I'm not going to put an H on you, but <laughs> looking at you, you look pretty young, but put yourself about 10 years back. Would you have thought that you are doing what you're doing now 10 years ago? Well, I am young. You were spot on. I'm only 24. So uh, 10 years ago, I would have been 14 oh years God. old. <laughs> <laughs> All that I wanted to do when I was 14 was play video games, play baseball, eat Cheetos, drink soda, <laughs> and, you know, talk to pretty girls. Like that's, that's all I was doing. I, I think I've always known that I was going to be doing some kind of entrepreneurial venture. i um, going to be do, doing something in the space of business. But at that moment in my life, no way would I have thought I would be doing what I'm doing now. Not by a long shot. <laughs> I love it. Eating cheetahs and talking to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Putting that aside, the cheetahs and the pretty girls, what would you have, what was your very first business that you tried and how old were you? Yeah. Um, I mean my first official, like, Oh, even as a child growing up or, you know, anything, you know, like you said, you, you always knew that you're going to be an entrepreneur. So what was that thing that made you think, okay, you know, I don't know, did you cut lawns? Did you do something else? Yeah. So it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of similar to that. Um, there's a, a, uh, company called GameStop here in the US. I'm not sure if it's uh, international, but it's essentially, it's a shop that sells video games and they buy video games and then sell them back to people. And it's just a like big, like um, US thing where, you know, people used to go to buy video games. Well, one of their like big value ads was you could trade in old video games and add up money in order to buy a new one, right? So if you had a pile of video games, you go in and trade them and get a brand new game. Yes. And I, I kind of um, figured out their strategy and figured out their like business model. So what I would do is I would like save up some money. I'd go buy a game. I would play that game. I'd beat it and I'd go return it in exchange for a new one. And I would keep like rinsing and recycling that. So it was kind of like a, a barter system that I'm sure wasn't making them much money. And now knowing what I know about business and like cash flow and profit margins, I feel bad that I was doing that. But that was probably my first taste of like what negotiation was, what bartering was, how do you, um, you know, make something out of nothing yes. that turned into, um, I was doing a few things with like a social media, company in college. I was like an intern for like a day. And one of the uh, owners of the company asked me, you know, what do, what do you think, like, how do you think we can make money from social media? And at that point I had zero clue. Like I didn't know anything about like a funnel or lead generation or uh, payment process or anything like that. So I started digging into everything I could to figure out how do you make money online, uh, which led me to my first company, which was doing local lead generation and Facebook advertising for real estate agents. Um, that was my first company, my first agency that I scaled, you know, to a pretty, pretty cool lifestyle uh, amount and then dissolve that. And now this company's formed and that's what I've been doing ever since. That is pretty cool. I've noticed that lead generation for real estate agents or, you know, companies, it's quite a, it's quite a thing. I've interviewed quite a few people that, that has done that. Um, what is the reason that you pick real estate? Yeah, I mean, at first there was no 
process behind who I wanted to serve. I thought at the time that I could do everything for everybody, right? I could do a funnel for you and I can run ads for you and I can help you with your social media process and I can help you with the management of all this stuff. And I realized very quickly that you don't get really good at what you're doing if you're trying to do all the things. And so I really narrowed it down to one industry, uh, which just happened to be the real estate industry. And the reason I got into that probably was because uh, one of my best friends, he kind of like granted me first access to uh, my first client. So he beta te- like he allowed me to beta test with him, my skill set with advertising. He didn't, I didn't charge him a management fee. I didn't make any money. I ma- I asked that he pay for the advertising and then I got good at it. And then I started going out and getting clients. Um, but for me, I mean, anybody who wants to start a marketing agency or do Facebook advertising, there's just in Denver alone, over 20,000 real estate agents. So the pickings are pretty big. Like you, everyone can go out and get a client if they wanted to basically. So That is a lot of real estate agents. Wow. That's impressive. That's just in Denver. Yeah. In Colorado, there's a ton, like 50,000. Wow. That's impressive. I live in a small town called Oxford um, and (laughs) there's only like 2000 people living here. (laughs) So (laughs) those numbers is crazy for me. Yeah. I'm sure you do a lot of business online though, like internationally, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. I don't actually have any news. I have one local client, um, but other than that, everybody is international. Yeah. Super cool. That's, I love it. It's internet. social media is a beautiful thing. Like yeah. the internet is beautiful. Yeah. So even if you live in a, in a, in a crappy place and you have internet, you can still make a living. Yeah. hundred percent. Yes. There's no excuse. hundred <laughs> percent. What has been your biggest failure? Yeah. So it was actually with my first company. Um, So I guess there was two kind of in the same company. So when I first started out, uh, I was in college or university and uh, I was getting ready to graduate, but I stopped going because I started my company and I got a few clients. And like I said, it was like, I was excited because I felt like I could do everything. And I learned very quickly that you can't. And so some of those clients fired me because I was trying to do too many things and not producing what they thought I would. Mm -hmm. That was my first failure, but it, taught me a very valuable lesson, which led me to niching down into one industry and getting really good at Facebook advertising for one type of client, um, which was the real estate industry. What I did was I would go out like a one-to-many aspect. I used to do like free classes and free seminars. So it was me talking to 30, 40, 50 people and then offering them to work with me at the end, right? Closing them at the end of the, of the event. Um, So I did that consistently for a few months and my business grew super quick because my name started getting around. I was doing live videos on Facebook every day and everyone saw my face all the time. And what happened was because I grew so so quickly and I didn't know the second half of your business, which is like systems and operations and managing that, uh, all I thought that I could just like white label or, or outsource it to another agency that could do that I thought could do what I could do. And I, it, I came to found out that came to find out that that company did not fulfill on the services they said they would. And I lost a lot of credibility with my clients. A lot of them spent a lot of money that, and they didn't get a return that they thought they would because I wasn't managing their accounts. And, uh, yeah, it turned out, you know, to be, become a place where I either had to, refund them all their money 
or put in just like, I would have to work for 24 hours plus straight in order to fulfill on these clients. So, um, yeah, that was probably my second failure, which led me to dissolving the company. It was just, it became too much. I wasn't like serving the people the way I wanted to. I was, it was hurting them. It was hurting me and I didn't feel right about what I was doing. So, um, yeah, it's, I stopped doing that and then, uh, it led me here. So, yeah. Do you feel like having that failure was the stepping stone to what you're achieving at the moment? Yeah, 100%. And during that time, so just to give you an idea, I I dissolved my company, my first agency in like April of 2018. And from April to like October, I was kind of just like doing random stuff. I was doing like Amazon drop shipping. I almost went to Thailand to become a dive master. I was like, I planned out this whole trip with my buddy. We were going to go become dive masters. And I was one certification short of like going out there. And on that, like on that dive to get my license and my certification to go to Thailand, I blew out my eardrum. (gasps) And so I couldn't dive for like six months and I ended up not going to Thailand. But that's when my uh, now business partner and one of my best friends reached out and said, Hey, I want you to help me grow my company. And yeah, now here we are. <laughs> nice. And that's yeah. his current business partner. Yeah, his name's Sylvania. Yep. Yeah, that is that is really, really awesome. That's a great journey. So so I'm assuming this has opened the doors for you then to where you are at the moment. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, if all that stuff didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be here. Um, but it was a you know, it was a long journey of like self discovery. Like what do I want to be doing? Who do I want to be serving? Um, is this is entrepreneurship really for me? Is business really for me? But yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, I get to connect with awesome people like you. I get to serve amazing entrepreneurs, uh, get to talk to cool people all day. So yeah, there's nothing better. And I, f- I find it like one of my favorite things about what I do is, you know, I love to serve my, my tribe, but one of the most other favorite things I do is putting people in touch with other people. You know, like I talk yeah. to you and if I talk to somebody, I was like, do you know someone? I'm like, oh yes, I know this guy or I know this girl or something like that. And that's one of my favorite things. It's just building those relationships and people, putting people in touch with each other. You know, that is just such yes. a thing to do. Okay, so this podcast is about focus, you know, like, um, and really the hacks behind really being an entrepreneur, because a lot of people, as you know, you think you're just going to walk in this and you're going to make a million dollars in six months, but realistically speaking, it's not a thing, right? So what do you think, how, what do you feel is like your biggest, I would say, focus thing on a day? You know, what is your thing that helps you to focus every day to achieve your goals? Yeah. So there's two things. One is, you know, for those of you who are watching this and not listening, sorry for those of you listening, journaling for me is huge. This particular journal, uh, shout out to Tony Grubmeyer. He created a journal called the Be Fulfilled Journal. Inside of here, there's a current focus section. There's a, what are you grateful for section? And then like a to-do list and then your calendar here and then more room for journaling. But so that's one cool accountability tool where I can just jot down every single thing that I is on my mind, kind of like a brain dump, put on the to-do list and then prioritize. But there's another tool that I just started using called Simpleology, which is like a super like high level accountability tool. Um, It's broken up into phases. Like you start out on your white belt and your goal is to get to your black belt. And every single day you have to jot down your daily tasks and then you prioritize them based off of whether or not you can delegate them, reschedule them, delete them, or if you need to do them right now. So it's like, I just started that a few days ago, but it's, man, my, 
like prior like prioritizing what I need to do has become top notch because of these like the tools that I use. So um, I just I love just documenting what I have to do. Otherwise, I either forget it or it doesn't get done. So yes, yes, I completely agree with you. And and writing things down. And I've got my okay. That's like the the end of the mind map. But it was like five times bigger than that. But that's me <laughs> as well. I just mind map everything. And I love the fact that you journal things. That's really important. And you were mentioning gratitude. So how does gratitude work for you? Because I've actually had a podcast just on gratitude. Because for me, that's something very important. I believe that you have to do that at least three, four times a day. That's my going right. Why do you think gratitude is so important? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's a step back out of the day to day roller coaster that you know so many of us go through emotionally, spiritually, physically, and it's just a moment to self reflect on all the good things that are going on in your life. It's a moment for you to really capture, even in the worst situation, the worst circumstance. There's still little bitty wins, little bitty things to celebrate in your life um, that, you know, when you do that, we can get into like dopamine and serotonin and stuff, but that stuff happens. Like it's, it's good for your body and it triggers you to um, showcase joy and feel those positive emotions, even if for a little bit, even when, you know, things may not be going the way that you wish they were. Yes. Yeah. I completely, completely agree with you on that. It's amazing that something so simple that takes five minutes a day makes such a massive impact, right? Hundred percent. It's it's just absolutely mind blowing. All right, so you working now, whatever hours you work, say for arguments like you're working from eight to five. What is your daily operations looking like? What would you do from the morning to the evening, or basically till you go to bed? Yeah. So it kind of differs day to day. Um, like today, Tuesday is my media day. So I'm either hosting podcasts or I'm on podcasts and that's all I do all day. I don't take calls. I don't talk to customers. Um, I'll talk to my business partner if he wants to chat, but there's no like support stuff happening. There's no systems being built. It's all dedicated to media. So that's what I'm doing all day today. Um, on other days that aren't media days, um, I have a, you know, I have my own personal routine. So I wake up, at five, I get up, I meditate, and then I eat breakfast, then I go work out, then I come back and I eat again, uh, and then I journal, I read, drink water, and then I get to work. So when in my work day, it really just depends. I try not to take calls uh, before 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Before that, I'm kind of doing like admin work, uh, answering emails, checking Facebook messages, responding to people's questions. After that, it's like either calls, I'm prospecting, reaching out to new companies that I want to partner with, reaching out to people with communities that I want to partner with. Uh, And then after that, it's, you know, kind of whatever's scheduled for that day. And then after my work day, my girlfriend gets home, spend time with her, we eat dinner, we hang out, I read, and then I go to bed. That's awesome. You've got this perfectly nailed down. Uh, you, you obviously don't have children yet, so that will change one day. Yeah, I don't have children. I've heard that all that goes out the window, so I'm trying to enjoy <laughs> it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, yeah. so you saying meditation. This is also something I talk about all the time with my students. What got you onto this meditation journey? I'm going to say it's a journey because it's something that you have to do every day, right? Um, so what got you into meditation and why do you think it's so important to meditate? Yeah. So, um, actually my business partner and best friend got me into it. So when I first met him, it was at an event called conscious transformation, which was like, it was like a personal development event. And that's when I first learned how to meditate. 
but he's been doing it every day for like four years and he taught me how to do it. And so the, my first experience with it was um, a four part series of guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Each part you had to do every single day for six weeks. Nice. After that six weeks, then you can move on to number two, then number three, then number four. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for, I mean, six times four, 24 weeks straight. And then it just became habit and routine. Now that that's over, um, I've actually just kind of been experimenting with different ways to meditate. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll just sit there and let my mind do what it does. I have no intention of like, uh, you know, I'm going to sit down and be like, hope that I'm happy after this or sit down and clear my mind. Like it's just, yeah. I go in with zero intentions. Just sit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also think, you know, meditation doesn't have to be sitting in a chair with your legs crossed and your fingers up in the air, right? You can, when you're driving and you see a beautiful sunset and you take that moment where nothing else in the world matters, that to me is meditation. When you're in the shower intentionally feeling every little water drop on your body, not thinking about anything else, that's meditation. Um, and it's just, again, like the gratitude thing, it's just a moment in the day to take a step back, silence all the noise, tune out everything that could be distracting and just really learn how to be with yourself yes. and love yourself and go through all the things that you don't usually think about yourself or think about your day or think about others and really get intentional with, you know, what your mind is doing. Definitely. I, I love this. And, you know, now that you say like being with yourself as well, it's because what I've learned over the last year and I've got a friend that's a mindset coach and something I've learned from him. Well, I knew it before, but it's something he likes to talk about is the way that we talk to ourselves. Because if you have negative talk to yourself all the time, then you're probably not going to be successful anyway, because it's negative self-talk. Uh, do you feel that something, you know, when you say like, you know, when you have time for yourself and you think about yourself, is that something that you just do as well? Like just positive thoughts about yourself and encouraging yourself in some ways? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, meditation is one of the best ways to enhance your awareness, right? Because you're sitting with yourself and there's no escape. You ha you're forced to sit there Agreed. and learn your patterns and discover how you think and how you show up and what's going on in your mind. And then that transitions and that transfers out to your day-to-day. -day. You start to notice, oh, man, I am saying that about myself. Oh, I am talking to that person that way. Oh, man, like every time I look in the mirror, I am doing that thing, right? I am judging myself. Yeah. And you really don't yeah. notice those little tiny things unless you set the intention and you are very particular about the times that you're with yourself, not thinking about anything else but who you are, how beautiful you are, how worthy you are, how amazing you are. And that, you know, there's nothing else at this current present moment that matters. I love that. Awesome. I really love that. Okay. So, um, like, okay. Part of my podcast is also helping people to set their goals and achieve their goals. Most importantly, do you have a, your own little process of, you know, working on goals and achieving your goals? Yeah. Um, it's kind of changed over time this year what i did i use a tool called workflowy oh, yes. so it's kind of like do you use workflowy heard about it yes but i haven't yeah. used it recently, but yes I, I know about it yeah it's pretty cool it's just a little like note taking software yeah. um but what i did was i sat down for like an hour and i create i 
broke it out into two uh, categories. One is personal, one's professional. And then I literally wrote down every single thing that I was thinking that I could possibly desire out of both of those things. So personally, you know, one example could be, um, I personally want to run a marathon this year, right? I personally want to have a house in the mountains with a couple acres and a dog running around. You can get as detailed as you want to, but I just brain dumped both personally and professionally. Professionally, I want to make X amount of dollars this year. I want to have X amount of customers. Um, and then it ended up coming out to being like a thousand different things. Like no, not even exaggerating. It was a ton of just goals. And then what I did was I took all of that stuff, prioritized it, broke it down into, uh, you know, like 10 to 20 things in each personal and professional and made that my goal for the year. Nice. How long yeah. did it take you to put that brain dump on a piece of paper? Yeah, probably like an hour or two. Okay. Um, I, yeah, actually, I don't think it was much more than an hour, but it was, it was a very like intentional hour. Like I was just sitting there dumping it all out. Every time I would get distracted, I either wrote it down or just ignored what the distraction was and just kept going. Um, so that, that, that's my, that's kind of how I did it. It served me pretty well. Like I had, it's documented. I can see it. Mm -hmm. Um, some people like to do it differently with like vision stuff. Like, uh, for me too, like whatever I put on my goals, mm -hmm. I want to go out and experience them. Right. Yes. I want to go see what it's like to do that stuff. So that's yes. another thing that I implement. I've, I've heard that uh, where people want to buy, for example, a Lamborghini, they will go to a you know, Lamborghini sale shop or whatever you call it, and they will go and sit in a Lamborghini and experience the feeling of being in one. I've got no desire to buy a Lamborghini. It doesn't matter how many millions I make one day, but you know, it's, it's what yep. people do. They've got this desire yep. to just experience the actual feeling on it. And it, like you said, because basically what you said is like you've got written clear goals, and that's, I think, is pretty key to you know, achieve. Okay, so we've we've basically covered a lot of the things. Now you've you mentioned in the beginning that yeah, you know, your girlfriend comes home and you guys will spend time together. What is like your favorite past something to do with her? Like, you know, as a family, what would you guys go out and do? Yeah, I think so. We live in a city right now. Um, I'm a country boy, but she's close to her school. She's from Chicago. She loves the city. Yeah. Uh, what we've what we lo love doing is like going out for walks and like breweries out here are super big. So we like to go walk to a brewery and have a beer on the porch and look at the mountains and feel the sun on our face, mm -hmm. have a nice like meal and just talk. Um, that's probably one of our most favorite things to do together. It's just, yeah, it's, it's very serene. Yes. Oh man, I loved it. I'm also yeah. a country girl. Um, and one of the reasons why I love our little town is because it is quite scenic. So it's, um, it's nice to get out in nature because you need it, right? If you're going to, if you're stuck in your office all day, you really need to get out and explore a little bit. <laughs> yes. hundred percent. I totally agree. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what is, what is the biggest advice that you can give entrepreneurs? Um, you know, like if they starting out this journey, they're not sure if they're in the right space or, you know, they're really struggling just to get going. What would your advice be to them? Yeah, I think two things, um, to touch on just your question in general, mm -hmm. what I would say to those people who aren't really sure what they want to do or if this is right for them. My, I was actually just talking about this. My advice would be, and I'm just, this is from my own experience. If you are not like completely obsessed with what you're doing, if your work, quote unquote work, or however you spend your time all day, every day, does not become a part of your life and who you are and what you want to wake up doing, it's probably not 
right. Like you, sh- you need to go find that thing for you. Um, I think a lot, a big misconception is that the entrepreneurship lifestyle and, you know, the nomad lifestyle and working from your laptop lifestyle is what is right for everyone, but it's not. No, I agree. You ha- I mean, you have to go experience that for yourself, but you learn very quickly whether or not you are like super obsessed and passionate about it. So that would be my first piece of advice. If you do find that thing that you're obsessed with, my second piece of advice would be be patient. Be patient with your goals. Be patient with where you want your company to go, how you want your life to look. Don't compare to anybody else. You're on your own journey. Yes. You need to decide how much money you need to make in order to live the lifestyle that you think you need to have. Mm-hmm. And then go and do that. And it doesn't matter if it's going to take two years or 20 years. You're going to get there as long as you stay committed. And I would say number one thing you need to do is just stay patient. Yes. Because uh, people get impatient and then they start with shiny object syndrome, which is a problem. Yeah. yeah. And then they go do something else and it's not what they wanted to do. And then they come back to the thing that they were originally doing and then they see something else. And it's just like, just keep doing what you're doing consistently over time. Make sure you're paying your bills, of course, but consistently show up, meet new people, serve new people, show up in a space of service and whatever you desire will come to you. Yes, exactly. I love it. Cam, this has been amazing. You are a source of inspiration and I absolutely love this interview. I thank you for your time. And I'm sure the audience would also definitely, you know, appreciate your input. There's some really good advice and golden nuggets that you dropped. So I really appreciate that. Uh, Where can people find you? Where's the best place to reach out to you to buy your product or just get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can go to our website. Uh, It's lvrg.it, leverage it. Okay. Or you can come listen to the podcast, The Six Figure Roadmap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I always drop my email and stuff at the end of that. So yes. you can reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have my own personal website, thecammartinez.com. You can go there, reach out to me. Um, but yeah, those, are, those would be the three places. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And again, you must have a great day. And I'll probably... Thank you so much. Soon. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.